0: You're listening to Eureka on Monocle Radio, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs, the show all about inspiring people, innovative companies, and fresh ideas in global business. I'm Tom Edwards. On today's episode, we're in Greece, where, in the heart of Athens' historic Monastiraki neighbourhood, two friends, both career creatives, took the plunge and created a bookstore they thought the capital was lacking. Hyper Hypo's ethos and selection balance is a clever mix of the playful and the profound, and as we'll discover, Hyper Hypo's not just a bookstore but a community hub and publishing house too. Monocle contributor Paige Reynolds went along to meet the founders in store, to find out why geography and passion are key to their success, and while she was there, to grab some top tips for summer reads as well.
1: Hi, I'm Andreas. Hi, I'm Stathis. Excuse my English in advance.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's Andreas Kokino and Stathis Mitropoulos, co-founders of Athens' newest dedicated art and design bookshop, Hyper Hypo, which opened in late 2021. Since then, the vibrant blue and white store has become a cherished part of the arts community in the city. So where did the idea all begin? Here's Andreas.
3: So I used to work in magazines in the U.S. and I was also like a fashion and design editor and then a freelance fashion stylist. And then a few years ago I moved here, then a bit later met Stathis, and I had decided to get out of fashion. So I started. we started thinking about new things that I could do and then somehow we sort of started talking about bookshops Both of us are big book lovers, especially art books and stuff. And we kind of realized that the things that we were looking for weren't really available anywhere in Athens.
2: Okay, amazing. And then what about you, Staffers?
3: Well, I'm a graphic
1: designer, so I have designed uh, for many, many years. I was designing newspapers, magazines, books, and many other publications. And I was always like a big fan of magazines, so... It kind of made sense, like, to do this new step, like, to, to expand to something that involves design, but not, like, in the way that I do design, but, like, a, a bookstore made pretty good sense when we talked about it with Andreas. We opened the store right when the last lockdown ended, so, we're, we spent all the COVID times uh, researching and talking about this project. We had plenty of time back then, <laughs> <laughs> in contrast uh, with now. So, somehow it all made sense. And we opened right before Christmas, Christmas of 21. Of 21, yeah.
2: In the last decade, Athens as a city has transformed. With a local creative scene that's gone from strength to strength and a quality of life that continues to attract creators from abroad. I asked why this might necessitate a store just like Hyper Hypo.
1: Back in the days, like, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 15 years ago, there used to be something like this in a different way. But, I don't know, maybe it was like the economic crisis, it didn't work out well. Also, in like, in big department stores, we've seen that the art and design sections, they have gone like really small. To be honest, we never thought of this project like commercially or um, as a businessman, money, yeah, as yeah, money-making. Yeah. We just
3: had the need somebody had to do it but as a newer person to the city I definitely feel like a difference in the vibe even in the five years that I've been here among locals and of course new locals who are so many people have moved here and continue to move here and I think for the majority of reasons it's all very positive like I I feel very good about new people being here myself included about more art interventions more interest and Certainly has helped the shop. We do a lot of events. They tend to be tied in with uh, some sort of publication, and uh, we we found that there's like a, a void in these types of events happening. While some place like you know New York or London, you're inundated with the amount of events here. Like we do it, and people get really excited and really come. And every time new people come and you know learn about the shop, and that's been very rewarding for sure.
2: And in terms of the books that you actually stock, I mean, how do you go about choosing them? Did you, I don't know, did you start with coffee table books, start with magazines, was it always a bit of everything? I mean, there's such a selection downstairs. Is it just the stuff that you like?
1: Basically, yes. You know, the shop is called Hyper Hyper, and that was the big idea that we have things like big and small, expensive and cheap, uh, high art and underground, weird things. So our selection is really what we really like. I think Andreas, he's more like the nerd, you know, like yeah. he's more like the, he knows all the photographers, all the writers, all the, because he comes from a, this design background. So like, he's really very specific. I'm more like, um, I understand the impact of a cover or also the quality of a publication when it comes like, to binding, papers, printing. So I think uh, us yeah. combined, we
3: make like a... A good team in yeah. One of the things that we started with was we wanted to have all the newest, best publications about arts and design and photography, fashion, architecture. So we definitely started with visual books and then magazines. And then we realized that we should also have some theoretical books on all of these topics so that there would be more reading material, you know, because not everybody comes wanting to buy a giant 10-kilo book. But definitely... That it's like the newest and the best. I think one of the things that works really well is that I am like fully immersed in being like knowing all the new things that are happening, and then Sati is like, oh, that's a horrible cover, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm Photoshop. like, but this is like a, this is, a, you know. So that's a good combination. I want to add that we don't play it
1: safe. You know, like of course we know some books are gonna sell, but this is not our criteria. We we want to offer to our crowd, our customers, thinks they won't get from a department store.
2: It's not just the selection process where this creative duo have made bold decisions. The store's interiors are painted as striking deep blue and bright white. And though not quite a Greek blue, association with their native Greece plays an important part in hyper success.
3: We were very anxious. You know, we didn't want it to look like just a tourist shop or something. So we went with this shade of blue, which We sort of like to say it's more like Eve Klein blue. It's not exactly, or Marjorelle blue, which it also isn't exactly. But it's sort of like a deeper, brighter version of what Greek blue is, I think. So we went with that. And in terms of books about Greece, we definitely see that both Greeks and tourists are very much interested in having books about Greek artists, about Greek architecture. And it's something that we definitely stock we wish we could stock more but there are not as many as we would like so we've also started our own publishing which will also address that our first publication we just published last week uh, is called the Greece notebook and it's by an american artist actually who visits greece every year and he's done these colored pencil drawings of like little everyday moments in greece and Every time we have like a photographer who's done, like if the word Greece is in the title or if there's something like myths or Athens is in the title, it will sell.
2: Clearly, Kokino and Metropolis have found a recipe for success for the nascent bookshop. But what were their expectations and has everything really gone to plan?
3: You know, when we first were telling friends that we were opening an arts bookshop, everybody was like, oh, are you sure? Is there a crowd? You should open a cafe. That was the number one thing. Everybody was like, you should also have a cafe. And we're like, at first we were like, oh yeah, we should have a cafe. We need to have a cafe. And then we're like, at some point, I was like, we can't deal with a cafe. We don't even know what a bookshop is. Like, I can't open a second business on top that I have no idea about. (laughs) I need to focus on one. But from the very beginning, one of the things that, was very rewarding was that we had customers and you know at the beginning it was in December so it wasn't a touristy period so it was all Greeks basically that were coming at the beginning and still the most rewarding comment that we would get is thank you for opening. It was missing from the city and you're saving me a trip going to London or from going to like Berlin to like carry books and I can never carry enough and so, in the end, we found that there is definitely this crowd that really wants these publications, and that's by far the most rewarding thing.
1: I will agree with Andreas. Like, some things that turn out uh, in a way that we haven't imagined. As I told you, we we're clueless, you know? <laughs> and, like, at some point,
3: we realized that we have to carry lots of kilos of books, like, when a delivery comes. <laughs> yes. And it's like the other day was a 700 kilo delivery of books, which means, like, they drop them at the door, and then we have to, like, hand-carry 700 kilos of books downstairs. The dream of owning a bookstore comes, like, with this picture
1: of you sitting somewhere, being really relaxed. And we never have the time even to read our books. Like, it's really... And especially with the events, and, you know, like, we're, we're not the typical you know, bookstore, it's like also a very social place. People come and we have always friends around and people meet each other and so it's this space that uh, never gives you time to relax, basically.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> With this, it was time to descend Hypo Hypo's iconic spiral staircase to pick out a few summer reads for those who do have time to put their feet up.
3: This one. Yeah, for sure. Ooh. Yeah, I would say these two for me. So the first one is The Story of Art Without Men by Katie Hessel, recently came out, and it's exactly what it says. It's a history of art from like the 1500s to today, and there is not one man in it, and it's in response basically to a very classic book. Is it the Conbridge? Yeah yeah, 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 which is called The Story of Art. And in that book there is not one woman, not one, not Frida Kahlo, not George O'Keefe, not one. So this is a response, and she has that Instagram account, Great Women Artists, and it's a very well-researched book, and there's so many, so many artists in it that I have not even heard of once. You know, there's clearly the ones from the 20th century and 21st century who we know more about, but, you know, from the 1500s, like, very, very brilliant artists that have just been written out of history books or, like, they just keep them elsewhere and we never see their work. So I think it's a very important book. And then the other one is uh, Brian Blomberth's, uh, I'm going to pronounce it, Mycelium Wassoni, which is about the couple, R. Gordon Wasson and Tina Pavlova, who were the first to discover and use magic mushrooms. It's something between a graphic novel and a comic, and it's in his, Brian Blomberth is very, well-known for lots of uh, poster art for bands and t-shirts and stuff it's psychedelic and it's so beautifully printed and i think it's like the perfect beach read
2: okay you've you've picked two one one white book and one black book yeah exactly so (laughs) the one (laughs) okay
1: the one um it comes from a greek artist eleni Pagaki. she's a painter mainly a painter and this book is like a very personal uh let's say like a Diary. A diary. At some point, she decided to to do a series of... Um, Residencies. Residencies in various places on Earth. The idea was uh, that she didn't want to see any... like Basically, she just wanted to be alone. She, what, <laughs> she really didn't go out there to meet any people or make any friends or whatever. So this is like uh, her daily observations around the world, but like in a very... Ironic, funny, esoteric way.
2: And now I've got this little. Okay, and this little book.
1: book It's called The World is on Fire, but we're still buying shoes by Alec Leach. It's the last book I read. Uh, it's a tiny book you can read like in a couple of hours, but it's so concentrated when it comes to analyzing how fashion really affects the environment and the economy. So it's really small, but it really is very powerful that it can really change your approach to fashion.
2: Just before we wrap up the tour, a collection of pocket sized pastel books catches my eye. A best selling series that continues to prove that for hyper hypo, Greece really is the word.
3: So, all of them are to do with, with topics in Greece and the Aegean, essentially. It's a series called Kiklava, which means
1: Cyclads, like the islands, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a, a series of thematic little books. They're kind of, a, they have a relation to some
3: islands or the Greek summer. For instance, Three Love, Paid Love, one of the bestsellers from this series, is about the history of sex work and hedonism in the development of Mykonos and how that has affected what it is today like that it's basically always been part of the history or this one the beach machine is about the crazy amount of touristic development happening all over the country and they're really short they're like like very popular popular, Mm like like 80 pages each again like two hours read sort of unusual topics
2: It's like a really, really long-form article, almost. Yeah, exactly,
3: exactly.
2: For Monocle Radio in Athens, I'm Paige Reynolds.
0: Thanks, Paige. You can learn more about the bookshop by heading to hyperhypo.gr. And that's it for this episode of Eureka. We'll be back at the same time next week. Do look out, in the meantime, for The Entrepreneurs, available every Wednesday. Eureka was produced by Laura Kramer, with mixing and editing by Jack Jewers. To contact the team, email Laura. She's on lrk at monocle.com. I'm Tom Edwards. Goodbye, and thanks for listening to Eureka.